Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here is your host, internet brand strategist, Sandra Beck. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we've got a cool show today. We are going to talk about working parent tips. Now, I know that many of you work at home, you might telecommute, you might work at home two days a week and work in an office three days a week. You might work on travel. We have a lot of aerospace listeners, I know, and uh, shout out to Skunk Works and Northrop Grumman and all of our buddies over there. Um but juggling, juggling with kids and with the way kids are today and with the way families are today, you know, divorce rates are high. So you can have stepkids, you can have half kids, you can have biological kids, you can have adopted kids, you can have foster kids. So we add all those variables in, but the, at the end of the day, you have duty and obligation beyond your work day that causes you difficulties. And you can also add what I call your old kids into the mix, meaning your parents, aunts and uncles, or family members that are needing assistance very similar to your teenagers or your toddlers, depending on the day, because someone wouldn't wear his hearing aids today. Kathy, I won't say who. Oh. Um, but we have these struggles in our households. And when work becomes part of the household. Like one of the things, Kathy, that I struggle with is my office is down the end of the hallway, past the kitchen, past the bathroom. So if anyone wants to use the bathroom on the ground floor, they're right outside my office. And the kids don't have that separation between like work and office. You know, it's just mom and mom working. And, you know, if I had a big fancy office somewhere in a building, they'd never burst in. Well, they're teenagers, maybe they would. But, you know, all these things come together um, to make it difficult for us to kind of draw those boundary lines. And we're going to help people today with tips and tricks and techniques of working parents. But before we do, I have a message from our sponsor, Kathy. I'm so excited for our sponsor today. And I love this particular sponsor, Sandra. I'm excited with you. We are going to thank HelloFresh today for being our sponsor. Now, they currently offer these boxes, and we're going to talk about them in a minute, but there's the classic box, the veggie box, and the family box. And you can order three, four, or five different meals per week that are designed for two to four people. And if you have a few extra people, or like me, I always have extra kids going on, they're really easy meals that you can stretch. You can throw a few more things in and stretch them if you need to. And, um, you know, like on an ad hoc basis, like somebody shows up after soccer and you didn't expect another mouth to feed and there's new recipes created each week and what's cool about this this is a meal kit delivery service and it makes cooking fun and easy and convenient because these boxes come in the mail you open the door and you open the box and my kids get so excited Kathy when these boxes come we dig in there like it's like Easter or Christmas like a big you know adult Easter basket coming and there's these step-by-step instructions with these like laminated cards that mean that my 10-year-old, my 13-year-old, my 83-year-old dad, any of them can pick up the the card with pictures and descriptions and start preparing it. And so you can be a novice or a seasoned cook and it really comes into play when you're short on time. And one of the things, Kath, that these boxes have is they have everything pre-measured. So you get these little packets yeah. of like honey or, or sour cream or whatever you need because so many recipes take 
you know, just two little teaspoons of something, but you got to buy the whole jar in a store. Now, HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians. They deliver food to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free, and you can use the parts in there. The big ice cube um, thing that keeps the meat cold works really great in your coolers. And Mm -hmm. You've got $35 off your first week of deliveries by going to HelloFresh.com and entering the promo code EATSTRONG. Now, that's the message for the sponsor. I want to talk to you listeners about how we use these things, Kathy, because HelloFresh boxes are huge in my house. They save me so much time. I'm 20 minutes from the grocery store. I work until five and everybody's hungry and rumbly at five and I can only walk down a hallway cap to feed them. So it's not like I can stop on the way home from work and pick up food. Oh, it's just wonderful when they arrive. We use these so much when my dad was ill, Sandra. It took so much pressure off my mother to know that I would be showing up at her house with something to fix And it was so great. We just have the boxes sent to them, and I would show up about 5 o'clock and fix dinner for the family. And it was like I was a movie star with my own cooking show. (laughs) And they just loved it. They would test, taste everything. And and I just tried to make it as melodramatic as possible, but my children got in the act. You know, I have these grown kids, and they would show up. So sometimes we would be fixing a box that was supposed to feed four people, And my mother's motto was, well, it's okay if somebody shows up unexpectedly. We'll just throw in a can of beans. So that's what we did. I mean, I love this whole concept. It's so great. Well, and they stretch like these are not these are not like tiny little packages of stuff. I mean, we have like I have a 10 year old, a 13 year old who eats who would eat the box, honestly, if he could. And then there's my dad who he's 83. So sometimes he wants to eat. Sometimes he doesn't. I try to watch my weight. So I try not to eat too much. And these boxes come and they're really flexible because you can add stuff to them if you need it or you can you can prepare the meal. And I keep a lot. You know, these these meals are pretty hefty. I'm saying they're not these are not tiny little uh, meals. So I find that I often have, you know, a portion or a half portion left over that I can put in the kids lunches or I can put for my own lunch the next day. Um, And if you need to stretch them with an unexpected guest, it's really easy to do that, too. Well, you know, I I have a question for you, Sandra. Have you ever gotten to the end of the week and your box came and you're like, oh, I have plans tonight. I'll just take my box with me and I'll make it for my friends. That is so fun and easy to do. Have you ever done that? No, but I, I'm totally down with that because one of the things is I live in a rural community and so we're far away. So I cannot wait to take my box to one of my girl parties and have that because the other thing too, Kath is it's there. It's so easy. It's like, like a Christmas present showing up and we can cook and eat within 30 minutes. So I just, really I'm a big fan of HelloFresh I think their products are wonderful and I really enjoy the time saving and I'm going to do that we're going to have a HelloFresh girl cooking party Um, you you know me Sandra I'm always looking for ways to serve other people and so many women do the same they live the same lifestyle where they're looking for ways to encourage and serve others and we get so stretched so thin but one thing I like about this whole 
HelloFresh movement is you can take that with you. It, it really opens up the opportunity you have to serve others. And especially with grown kids and little grandkids coming and going, there's so much flexibility about that. But small children, they can learn really quickly that cilantro comes on a stem and you can cut it and it's delicious and they can taste it or parsley. Some of those things that we would normally shake out of a shaker because we're too busy or we forgot to buy it at the store, it's in the box. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you the funny rosemary story. I have rosemary all over the outside of my pool, which was really dumb. I did it to keep the leaves down, but it calls every bee in the neighborhood. And oh. um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, let's go swimming and get stung. Uh, but the the quality <laughs> of the Hello Fresh rosemary came. Max picked it up and he's like, Mom, look at this. And Zach's like, What's that? I'm like, That's rosemary. I said, The stuff out by the pool. Oh no, Mom, your stuff is all dried up and crumbly. This is beautiful, <laughs> and it was so. Fun funny but yeah i mean it's it really is social and i would rather spend the time cooking for 20 minutes with my kids than driving back and forth to the grocery store lugging all this stuff home for 35 dollars off your first week of deliveries you're going to go to hellofresh.com and enter the promo code eat strong you will be glad you did it's a huge time saver kathy and i are big fans we encourage you to give it a try and as kathy put it how cool is that to help you in that sandwich generation of taking care of kids and taking care of parents. Kathy, you got something else? Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm so amazed at the way people line up to give you these discounts. Sandra, you are like the discount queen, girl. So I want you to repeat that discount. That's amazing. Here you've done it again. We've like, done it again. <laughs> listening to your radio shows is like a way to save money every time we listen. It totally is. That's $35 off your first week of deliveries. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the program, oh, I'm sorry, the promo code Eat Strong. Eat Strong, we can eat strong, we can eat strong. And boy, when we eat strong and we feel good, we can do just about anything. Right, Kath? Yes. In fact, I think it's so much better to get your dinner in a box that you create yourself rather than in a bag. I'm not even going to say what I bought in a bag in the last few days. <laughs> well, we do what we need to do. You know, we have children. You have children and grandchildren. You have a mother to take care of. I have my father to take care of. You know, that we all only get the same 24 hours in a day. And when something like HelloFresh can can just cut, like that, that will cut an hour out of my day easily. By the time yeah. I go, drive, shop, and come back um, and then the kids are like I don't like this what is this but you know when it comes in a box and it's got that card and it's it's all of a sudden it's a real meal that's the other thing I've heard from my kids oh mom the HelloFresh are real meals like as if I'm creating like smoked possum for dinner but they look <laughs> at it different because it's fun you know it's fun and it's they see the card and it does allow me to get help without argument Kathy that's another one that I think is a big a big plus when it comes in the mail one thing I've noticed is the kids think it's an adventure it's just like the most amazing adventure to put all the ingredients together and get to cut on the cutting board I mean they just think it's so fun I guess it they is. don't usually get to play with knives at my house 
<laughs> but it is fun. You know, those little placard cards, like I save them because they have good recipes on them. And the funny thing is, Kathy, I went to cooking school many years ago, 20 years ago, I went to cooking school, but I'm still learning stuff from those cards. I'm still learning different techniques and I love it. So if you're a seasoned cook and you're thinking, eh, you know, I don't need this or it won't be fun, try it. It'll be fun. $35 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com, promo code EATSTRONG. We'll be back after the break to talk about more tips, tricks, and techniques that we use in managing our households, our companies, our children, and our parents. We'll be back, Kathy Crafty and I, after the break. Fourth of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have Fourth of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with bungers and fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to the Mayo Clinic, your fitness level affects resting heart rate. Your emotions, activity level, body size, air temperature, and body position affect it also. For normal adults, a lower heart rate at rest generally implies better cardiovascular fitness and a more efficient heart function. The normal resting heart rate ranges from 60 beats per minute to 100 beats per minute for an adult. Keep in mind that a well-trained athlete has a resting heart rate closer to 40 beats a minute. To measure your heart rate, check your pulse first thing in the morning at your wrist or neck for 10 seconds and multiply that number by six to determine how many times your heart beats in one minute. Keep your daily exercise up to keep your resting heart rate down and to keep your heart fit and efficient. I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Care of hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and we're here today with Kathy Craffy. She's the parenting and family marriage expert, and we're talking today about working tips, like tips that we do. You know, Kathy, I work from home, and so it 
gives me some wonderful benefits. I don't have to be on the freeway. I don't have to fight traffic. It gives me two more hours in the day. But sometimes I'm like a dog chasing shiny cub caps. And I've actually gotten to the point where I have to make my lunch. I put it in a lunchbox like the kids. And I walk down the hall to my office. Because if I get up to have lunch and I go into the kitchen, I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of laundry that needs to be folded. Oh, you know, I need to make the grocery list. Oh, like, you know, oh, the dogs need to be be you know let in oh you know <laughs> and pretty soon my restful lunch hour is completely gone or I forget you know that I've got a meeting coming up so it's tough sometimes at least for me to shift gears when you're working on the you're working for a full-time job but you're working in your home for someone else it just it's tough it, it, it messes with my head sometimes too it's so true and I, I think before I was a working mom when I got to stay home with my little ones. I did not realize. I mean, the world is so different when you're staying home with your babies than when you're out in the workplace and going home to your children. So it, it just totally changes everything. And and so there's, of course, good and bad things about both lifestyles. But I wanted to tell you, Sandra, I put that working parent hacks on my Facebook yesterday, hoping some of my young friends would give me some of their great ideas. And I got this one quote. I told Jeff Lumen I'm going to quote him because I think it's so funny. So this is the first thing that popped up on my screen after I po- posted that. When the kids are, were young, one claimed she didn't like anything but chicken, and it was a pain to get her to eat anything else. I started giving her pork chicken, steak chicken, bacon chicken. When I put the word chicken after whatever it was she ate, she thought it was delicious. <laughs> I just laughed so hard when I saw He's a funny guy anyway. But when I saw that, and of course I know his kids, and they're very, um, just these amazing creative children that he's raising. But I love that. I thought that was so funny and practical and creative. And I think that's what we wanted to focus on was giving some work, giving working parents some creative fuel just to stimulate their own thinking about what they can do with their own children. So I'm just so happy that we get to do this today. Thank you for inviting me to do it. Well, I think, you know, it's it's so important because things have changed. You know, when I was a little girl, well, my dad was in the military and then, you know, he would go to work every day and he would come home every night and the firehouse near our house would blow a whistle at 615 and we'd all sit down and eat at 630. Wow. And you know, in our town, like swim meets and soccer games and all that stuff was done by the time the town whistle blew. And, you know, we did homework and, you know, we only had three TV channels, um, unless you wanted to watch like Sault Ste. Marie or Toronto channels. Um, so we were pretty routine. And now, you know, soccer is year round out here. The internet has given my kids all this stuff to watch in addition to Netflix and DirecTV and YouTube and Pinterest. And, you know, I'm on Pinterest at night. I was on Pinterest last night till 12 o'clock. I was having oh. so much fun. I didn't, I'm as bad as the kids. Oh. Um, you know, but there's so many more complications today. And what does work look like? Does work, you know, I do work at the soccer fields, Kathy. There's a lot of stuff that I do. When I go for my workout in the morning, I walk in the park and I've called you from the park. I return yeah. my calls from the park while I'm walking. And I, I try to be mindful of the sound and things like that. But, you know, what does it matter if somebody's returning calls from a noisy airport or they're walking in the park? I mean, at the end of the day, we all get 24 hours. So 
I know people say you can't multitask, but I will tell you as a single working mom in technology, I can wire myself up in the park and I can walk and I can Skype and I can have my meetings and I can record it so that I can go back and have my meeting notes um, and I can multitask. I mean, I know people say, you know, people can't, but tell me somebody who works at home with a family, telecommutes, whether for your own company or somebody else's and doesn't multitask. Right now I have laundry going. I heard the buzzer go at the commercial break. I've got laundry going in the next room while I record my radio show because I have a meeting coming up in two hours and I need clean clothes. Listen, every woman I know is working so hard. And and as you know, we own a small company. We actually own two small companies and we're looking at even a third one now. So not to mention all the projects that we have running at any given time. So whether you're at home in a virtual office where you are just And I mean, think of all the young moms that are blogging and running internet businesses now. It's just a crazy, ambitious, exciting time to be a woman. But it is also hard work. And and I think of all the women in Texas right now who are fighting uh, this price of oil dropping and we 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 have had a we have all these entrepreneurial technology things happening. So there's a lot of people who are still working for the same paycheck but they're doing like two people's jobs now everybody that has a job is just so grateful to have one so i think i mean as and then we get home and our family doesn't really appreciate how hard we work all day so there's just so many things as parents that we can do to take the pressure off i know one young mom who is a working mother she's just a dynamo very successful and finds time to volunteer in the community but she works till five every day and so her kids get out at three so she has a young uh college girl who picks up her children and their rule is they finish their homework right after school with their college nanny who's also their tutor i mean that's just a brilliant way to do life if you can afford that if that's an option i i think sometimes people miss the resources, especially as women, we think we have to do everything ourselves and we forget to delegate. But there's wonderful resources now, especially with the homeschooling movement. There's so many kids available to help with babysitting or to give you a day where as a young mom, you might need just one day to get your blog up and running or whatever. So don't forget there's homeschoolers out there now and they're not in a they're not in a regular schedule. They're now available during the morning time too. So there's a lot of resources, and also I love um, I love for my children to spend time with elderly ladies like widows, and they sometimes are available during the day. So anyway, I just encourage people to look at some of their options in a new way. Well, and to be creative, like, you know, some of the things that, I mean, it's not the greatest solution in the world, but it's something that I do. On a general day, I wake up at four in the morning and I work from four to 630 pretty much every morning and I can get a good two and a half hours in in my day and get a lot done and then the kids uh, I I do the morning routine you know breakfast and lunches and kids get up and kids get to school and I do you know we do carpool so we've got some carpool things going on so I'm not driving every day but then I 
like I, everybody's where they need to be by 8, 8.30. Then I take 8.30 to 9.30 and I take my walk or I go on the treadmill or I ride my stationary bike and I return my calls, the calls that don't require me to necessarily write a lot of things down. And I, I've gotten in the habit, and Kathy, I've asked you to do this on our, on our coaching calls where I'm like, look, I don't have my pen handy. Would you mind emailing me X, Y, and Z what you need? And I find oh, that, yeah, most people are happy to because they understand, especially when I explain to them, I work full time. I do teach at a university. I do have two small children and my dad to care for. And I'm only one person. And so to ask somebody to send you an email recap or ask you to remind you, send me a text or send me an email, it's not a huge inconvenience. And then by 9.30, I'm back, you know, out of the shower. I'm back in the office now from 10 to 3. I get another five hours in before the kids get home from school. And it allows me to spend my relaxing time maybe doing a little bit of cleanup work. But, you know, when I go to soccer, Kathy, I can walk or sit in a chair and sit in the sun and enjoy soccer and, and rest, you know, be restful because yeah. I've already been up 12 hours. And then I go to bed like when my kids go to bed. It it yeah. works. Yeah, I think I think you're, what you're saying there is so profound. As, as women, we sometimes cut ourselves short of sleep, and that's not something you can do on a regular basis. But it is true that once the kids are in bed, that is, those are the golden minutes where you really get a lot done, especially if you're like both of us where we have creative writing or something like that that's creative and intensely focused that we have to do in the quiet. I I don't even hesitate to borrow a couple of hours. And then I make myself a promise that I keep to regain my sleep elsewhere in my schedule because it's not fair. One thing women have a tendency to do is not take care of themselves. And I think that shows up in our sleep schedule so quickly. That's like the first clue. It does. And then it shows up right on your face. Yeah, exercise and sleep, and then I know, uh-oh, I'm not taking care of myself. <laughs> well, and there's certain things, like I know there's certain high brain power things I have to do, Kath. Like really, yeah. they require all my focus and concentration and all my mental energy. So if I do those really early in the morning before the kids get up, then I get up and I do my kind of mommy stuff, and then I do the rest of the work that isn't as brain taxing. I don't need a lot of brain work at soccer for the kids. I don't need a lot of brain work to cook dinner. So, and then I can go to sleep and rest at night and wake up refreshed. So it's kind of about resetting your body clock, but also making the effort to do your high complex functioning brain work when the kids are asleep early in the morning. I used to try to do it at night, but I'd fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so true. When we come back, Sandra, I really, I think one of the biggest stress points that parents face nowadays is the technology revolution has just changed everything about parenting. And you mentioned something about keeping it, uh, keeping, using technology to your advantage by having people send you their list. And I want to talk some more about how we can get ahead of technology and make it work for us. So this is Kathy and Sandra on Coach Talk Radio, and we'll be back after the break to talk about some more parenting hacks for working parents. 
Well, and I think these hacks, Kathy, are so important. If you liked what you heard today, you can check us out on Coach Talk Radio. You can go to iTunes, look up Coach Talk Radio. You can go to coachtalkradioshow.com and find out more episodes like this. And when we come back from the break, we are going to talk more about how we can make technology and apps and texting and, and cell phones work for us, not against us. The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's marching down Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer, and most of all, be honest. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey, guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kathy Craffy, and we are talking about technology in this segment. We are going to talk about how technology makes our lives easier. Um, one of the things that I do, Kath, I have, um, like, I get 
I'm in a carpool. So if I need to text the other parents, I put it in a group chat. If I need to text the kids, you know, like I, yeah. I was stuck in the freeway the other day and I said to the kids, I needed everybody to be notified on their cell phones to wait in McDonald's, go in and sit in McDonald's, which is near the school, walk together as a group and right. wait for me there. And so what I did was I put each parent and each kid, I just clicked them all together into the group and I sent everybody that group, you know, I'm in traffic, I'm on my way, I'm coming to get you guys. That way, if the kids call their parents and ask them where Miss Beck is, if the kids, you know, one kid's phone isn't working, he doesn't get the message, the other one does, it doesn't put the pressure on my kid to report back to the other kids, like it really works out great. And so using a group text, if I'm having dinner at a certain time, I'm like, I will send to my both my sons and my dad, dinner is at 5.30 tonight, we're having chicken unless you tell me otherwise. And one might say, I want pizza. Yeah, pizza sounds good. Okay. Now. I don't have to make that decision. I'm not abdicating the responsibility over to them. But sometimes at the end of the day, I don't want to make one more decision to have everybody go, ooh, that's what's for dinner. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just thinking about those three men that you live with. They're so awesome. And I'm picturing them with the HelloFresh box and what a relief that is when you don't have to even decide. Right. The box came. Here's what we're eating. Too bad. So sad if you don't like it. Yeah, I love that. It just takes so much pressure off. Well, I I know I'm thinking about, as you know, I had that 10-year gap between my two older daughters and our son. And my girls were born in the 80s, and then my son was born in the 90s. And so by the time he got to junior high, the tech revolution had happened. And and I just, I just want to say this in case there's anybody listening who thinks, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. I want you to hear me say, this is hard. I mean, I did it both ways. I did it before the tech revolution with girls, and I did it after the tech revolution with boy, and it was so hard. I could not believe what a difference it made. So I want us to talk focus more on how to get ahead of technology just because if we, you know, I just want parents to be encouraged. It, it is so hard to parent when technology seems like it's just trying to steal our children's hearts and minds. So I know it's an ongoing battle for everyone. And I know you have some amazing apps that you use, Sandra. Why don't you share those with our listeners? Oh, you know what? I have I I have so many fun things on my cell phone. Um, one of the things that I use, I use Amazon's um, app so that I can order stuff. Like if I'm out of batteries or I'm out of something, like it, it's just too much for me to get to the store. And I can I can place an order for batteries in Amazon. I can place an order for stuff. So that's a big uh, deal for me. I do have an app called Our Groceries. I love that because it allows me to just go down the list and, and click little buttons. Oh, yeah. I have a scan and go app from Sam's Club. So when I go into Sam's Club, I'm in the aisle. I scan and click as I go. I scan it on my iPhone. Then it gives me the the, the list that's in my basket and then allows me to pay with a credit card right on my phone so I don't have to use my cash card. So the scan and go app, it only works in Sam's Club. And I'm sure other companies have this. You might ask about them at these big warehouse stores. But I can go into the warehouse store and I can pick up everything that I need and then scan it as it puts in my basket. And then 
it counts it all up. It gives me a total. You hit pay. It charges to my credit card. I hand the guy my phone on the way out the door. I don't have to wait in the line. It allows me to get in super fast, like in and out really fast. Um, one of the things that I use um, regularly for my family is I use Dropbox. And Dropbox, all of our phones are backed up on Dropbox, so everybody's pictures get backed up. Uh, certain other documents get backed up so that if a kid loses his cell phone, he's not going to lose all his pictures. Oh, wow. So that's a good one. This is a fun one. You really want to mess with your kids. PS Messages, PlayStation Messages. So most kids have one of these devices like a PlayStation, a PS4. You can actually sign up for an account on an app and message your kids while they're gaming like if i'm downstairs cooking both of my kids are gaming upstairs and they have their headphones on i can whistle i can scream till i'm blue in the face and you know what kathy i am not going to march up two flights of stairs to get up to my teenager a flight of stairs to my other one get to the room so that i can get the two little princes down to dinner so you just text them on their playstation you can text them to go to bed you can text them to you know that's enough come on downstairs and you don't have to go in their room and yell at them or try to get them off their headphones so um that's yeah that's a really good one i'm so impressed every time i talk to you i'm just amazed at how tech savvy you are and I'm sitting here thinking, I like that Walmart thing. I'm going to try to look for that. I'm going to get you to help me with that. So I was also thinking of solutions for people like me who are just scratching their head going, you know, my son, well, he was more technology savvy than I was from the moment he ever got his hand on a keyboard. So here are some other ideas that are just for those of us who have kids that are smarter than we are. Like uh, one of the things that happened for us that I thought was great is all the ki- many of the schools now have somebody on their staff who's savvy about technology. And they, of course, are exposed to what the kids are exposed to. So I always tap into that person's genius in, on the campus when my kids were still in school. And I would ask them for an information. I mean, you can take the TI guy at your kid's school, your your iPhone, and they can show you which apps your kids should be using and which ones they should not be using. And they can even help you. I mean, you can even have an appointment with those guys with your child. So for those of us who are not as tech savvy as you, Sandra, that's an option, a, a really good one. Well, and I think, you know, yes, it is a very good one. Um, one of the other apps that I want to um, that I want to tell you about, and I'm, I'm looking at the name of it. I'm just trying to find what the name of it is. But um, it's my cleaning checklist, and you can get it. I think it's either free or it's 99-cent app. And then what I do is I have a cleaning checklist Monday through Sunday. And, it, again, it's like you just click little buttons, and it adds things to your list. And so I have a list, like, on my Monday list, I'm looking here on my Monday list, I have launder towels, uh, strip Max's room, you know, wipe out the refrigerator. There's certain things that I do every week and they don't get done or they get done haphazardly. And if I have this list on my phone, like this morning, I looked at my list and I'm like, okay, it's Monday. I need to collect all the clothes from my dad's room and my one son's room and throw in the laundry. And that's all I do. I only do what's on my list each day. And the house stays clean. Everything stays organized because I don't have to remember it. I just have to look at my little checklist every day and go down the list. And if it's the morning that I need to wipe out the, um, the refrigerator, 
there. While I'm making the kids lunches, I've got hot soapy water from the breakfast dishes and I just wipe out the fridge and I wipe down the oven. I wipe down the thing, but it's all in a list so that I don't have to think about it. And then Tuesday rolls around. I look at my Tuesday list and that's like, you know, I pick up Zachy's laundry and I, I do other things. I run the vacuum really quick. Cause if you don't have to think about it and you don't have to remember it and you can just look at a little list on your phone, you can also look at your kid going, wow, you really made me angry today with the disrespectful way you talked to me. Guess what you won? You won the vacuum cleaner prize upstairs and downstairs now. And it's, I can check it off my list and I can give it to somebody else or do it myself depending on my schedule or not do it, Kathy, and then make the active choice to not do something which is so better feeling in your day than forgetting. Yes. You know what I love about that is I know how you use your brain power to help everyone else, Sandra. And so I'm just jealous of your brain. I mean, I'm just like, I want more of her attention. I don't want her to have to think about her work list and her house chores. <laughs> so I'm happy that you free up your brain space to be focused on something else. And I do think as parents and as women, that's so important. And then I know, I, I had a friend I want to talk about two other things. One is I I know there are these closed groups on Facebook. And when I asked this question, one of my friends came back and said, well, one thing they do is they have a babysitting co-op within a closed Facebook page. Maybe everybody knows this, but it was news to me. And I thought that was genius because they're trading babysitting and they're not having to pay for it. And it's in a closed group where only they only invite friends that they really trust and would would enjoy sharing with. So I thought that was a great use of something as simple and free as Facebook. And then I know you told me that you have just applied a way of keeping your Wi-Fi specific to each individual users. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because I think that is also genius. Well, that's that's like my latest brainchild. And I was really mad at one of my kids and I had to pull the Wi-Fi. But then my dad couldn't use Wi-Fi. I couldn't work. And so going and switching off the router doesn't work. And then the other thing, too, you got to remember is like it can be sneaky because you can use your cell phone as a hotspot. So never underestimate these kids. But um, when we come back from the commercial break, I'm going to talk to you about how, actually, I think I have time. Um, What I did was I split my router signal, and you can find how to do this online. Like for me, I have a Belkin router. I went into the Belkin back end, and I set up a guest Wi-Fi. I set up a Zach Wi-Fi, a Max Wi-Fi, and then a Grandpa Wi-Fi, and then a Home Wi-Fi. And you give each one a password. And so when you need to cut the Wi-Fi for one of your kids, as long as they're not sharing passwords, you just change the password, and the kids cut off. Instant game over, great currency. You get to work. The other family gets to do their thing. And I guarantee you, your son or daughter will come in and go, there's something wrong with the Wi-Fi. No, son, there's something wrong with your behavior. And this is how we're going to fix it. And you will be able to earn this back when you do X, Y, and Z. I love that. I think it's so genius. And I'm just so amazed at how brilliant you are about your technology. And and I love the way you use it as an incentive. When we come back, I want to share an incentive I heard from a young mom and then her quote. It was so funny to me. I can't wait to share it. So we're on Coach Radio, and you can find lots more ideas and podcasts if you go to our Coach Radio 
website. We hope you'll do that. And we hope you stay for the next segment when we're going to be talking a few more ideas and then some great encouragement for all these wonderful parents like us who are raising fabulous kids. That's what we're wanting to do is just encourage parents with the experiences and the hilarious things that happened at our house to all of us. Notice you buy more groceries when you use a large shopping cart. The shopping cart, or trolley as it was originally called, was invented in 1937 by Sylvan Goldman, owner of two Oklahoma City grocery stores. Back then, shoppers carried their food in wicker baskets. One day, Goldman was observing his customers and realized that as soon as their baskets were full or too heavy on their arm, people stopped shopping. Goldman thought if we could somehow give customers two baskets, we could do considerably more business. What's another word for a resourceful person? A debrouillard. Goldman put wheels on some folding chairs, attached two baskets to the seat, and let the back of the chair act as a handle so the cart could be pushed with one hand. What do you call anything that can be manipulated with one hand? A thumbadoodle. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. A quandary that many people find themselves in is they want to lose excess body weight, but they also want to maintain valuable muscle mass. They don't want to spend a lot of time lifting weights and working out to increase their muscle mass, only to lose it when they lose weight. We know that women, more than men, typically lose muscle and strength as they age anyway, so it's even more important for women to keep valuable muscle mass. According to a recent study, adding more protein to your diet while keeping your calories down is the best way to lose weight and keep healthy muscle. To promote a better muscle-to-fat body composition, continue to work out with weights, keep your calories low, and up your protein. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. and dolls. This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Kathy Krapke and parenting expert, marriage and family. We are talking today about using technology to help our families. Now, Kathy, you've got a great uh, tip that your daughter's using. Yeah. When I asked my, I always learn great stuff from my kids, Sandra. They're just so smart. I'm so proud of them. And so I asked her, what are you doing at your house about technology? Because it's so hard. And she shared with me that her My grandson has just recently gotten a new video game, and it's one of those that's very action-packed, you know. And so they told him that he could play it only on the weekends. And what happens is if he doesn't get his homework done during the week, then he loses his weekend privilege of getting to play that new game probably 
every young parent knows to do that. But I was so proud of her for tying his video watching to his responsible behavior during the week. But this was so funny. She said uh, a couple of really great things. One thing she told me was that some people now are tying this desire that we teach our children to please us and to obey us and to respond because we're trustworthy in a way that is honoring to the parents. We're teaching our kids that and and that's really going to translate well for them in the workplace because then they learn that when you're responsible 99% of the time but you have a bad day and you're sick or you, you're late to work one day, your parent, your boss tends to give you the benefit of the doubt. So I, I loved it that she shared that with me because her kids are so responsible and they're just learning so quickly how important it is to honor their parents. But then I ask her, well, how do you know, like on the weekends when they've, when they've been in front of that computer screen and they get that kind of dull thing happening, how do you know, like, how do you manage that? And this was what she said. I wrote it down. I thought it was so funny. She said, well, when they turn into zombies, it's time to go outside and play. Ah. <laughs> but we've all seen that with kids. The screen time is something we really have to be alert to as parents and grandparents. We, we, we love our, I love my screens. You know how I love technology, even though it, I'm always tripping over it and trying to learn new stuff. But I do. I'm getting kind of obsessive about my iPhone and all my different tablets and all the fun things I like to do now with apps and all the things I've learned with LinkedIn and Facebook and all those great things and websites. But it is true. All of us get a little zombified if we spend too much time in front of a screen. So that was one reason I wanted to share her story. It's not like it has to take away from our child's personality. It can actually be the incentive that makes him want to please his parents by doing his responsibilities like his homework during the week. So that's, tough parenting it's disciplined parenting but it sure does pay off in the long run for your kids and, and while, we're, while we're at it sandra i wanted to circle back to one other thing that i think is so important and i see you doing this so well one of the things i hear a lot of working moms say especially my age group because we were some of the first people to be in the workplace full-time and in this sort of transition that happened in our culture where moms went back to work. And I would hear moms my age talking about how guilty they felt about not spending the time with their kids during the day like their mothers did. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about before we finish today is how we prepare our kids because we can't be with them all the time. And I think that is uh, one of the triggers, one of the guilt triggers for working moms is, gee, you know, a stay-home mom gets to go up to the school whenever she needs to, but as working moms, we don't really have that option. We really have to manage our time so carefully. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how we teach our kids to face a cold, cruel world and with with dignity and resilience and and joy, how we do that. So I just wanted to toss that back to you for a minute and see if you have any thoughts you wanted to, any direction you wanted to go with that. Well, I just, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a very confusing time for parents and kids to know where the boundaries are. Yeah. 
And, you know, in setting boundaries, like I'm trying to set new boundaries this week for my kids because my robot children, um, you know, they're wired in, dialed in all day long. I mean, my my kids take computer classes during the school day. They they work a lot online. They game online. Then they watch TV online. And um the other thing that's been frustrating with me is I can kick them off one device. They go to the other, like, all right, that's enough PlayStation. Yeah. So then all of a sudden Zach's playing a game on his phone or Max is texting his friends. And, you know, it's like they shift from one digital arena to the other, but there's still digital uh, attraction. And one of the things that uh, two awesome hours, Dr. Joss Davis taught me on another show. And I read his book was that these functionings that our brains do in a lot of these gaming and video gaming, they're so high functioning and they do fatigue your brain and they do uh, cause you to have certain struggles with complex like mathematical functions if your kids are doing homework and this is goes for, for for us too you know when I get up in the day I do my most complex work first because my brain is rested it's the freshest it's the least amount of influence well it's the same thing with your kids your kids should come home and have a snack and then commence with their homework and then do the gaming stuff and the digital stuff after because Everybody has done this who's played a video game. Kathy, I play Candy Crush in some of these games, and I can get rocking out for like two hours, and then it's like my brain's on fire, and it's tick, 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 And then I try to go to sleep, and I'm playing the video game in my sleep. And then I wake up in the morning, and I've got like a dopey head. You know, I'm still alert, and I am still have slept, but my brain isn't refreshed. And so giving our brains a rest from the digital influence, whether it's texting, whether it's video game playing, whether it's tablet playing or whatever it is, you can't really rest. Like, you know, Kathy, when you have your phone on, it's like this feeling that, you know, you're missing something, you know, and you could be there with your husband, but with your phone sitting there nearby, you're kind of like alert to like, ooh, who's on Facebook? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And it's this split focus that doesn't allow us to relax or to really focus on the people around us. Because my favorite thing to say with my kids is I'm making dinner. We're sitting there having dinner together. Who on your phone could be more important than the person sitting across from you. I love that. I'm so glad you're teaching them that wonderful perspective. I do think there's something to that. What I say is the person standing in front of me is the most important person in the universe, at least for now till, you know, till I'm focused on the next person. But, but I, I think it's so crucial for us to teach our kids those skills, especially the discipline of turning off the screen. And especially when they get to school, I, I'm really seeing that show up in the lives of the young people I know, because when they are at school, their teachers are expecting things out of them that if they have that dopey brain like you're describing, they don't necessarily get the people skills they need. And and one thing I do know from raising kids is when you have a small child in your house, you actually have to literally teach them how to shake hands properly with an adult or they don't know how to do it. So there are a thousand skills like that that are just social, interpersonal, beautiful etiquette traditions that we 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 simply must prepare our children for the world they're going to live in 
along with technology, we also need to teach them how to be people and how to be face-to-face with other humans in a way that cherishes and respects the humans that they're standing with. And I also think, in addition, there is a kind of standalone that we have to teach our kids, and we do that by doing the hard things in our homes. When they see us stand alone, when, when they see that, you know, their mom is the one mom that said no when all the other parents said yes. What we've done by demonstrating that for them is we've taught them that there are principles and there are moments when it is necessary to stand alone and it is essential and beautiful and, and so honoring to themselves it shows their own value when they can do that. So those are some of the things that I think we, we don't want to miss as parents. Um, if we want to raise kids who have that real strong sense of their own value, then we have to teach them to have enough integrity to be able to cherish the people that they are with, especially the people in their own family when they're in the same room. Well, and I think this is something where like work at home parents can really speak from their own experience. You know, there are times where I'm in the kitchen doing something, but I have responsibility in my office. It's only three o'clock or three thirty and the kids are out of school, but I'm not out of my office. But I went into the kitchen and I'm checking my cell phone while the kids are telling me stuff from school. And that's you know, finally my my kids are like, Mom, you're not listening to me. You're looking on the phone and I have to say, I know, I'm sorry. It's still the middle of my work day and I'm waiting for this report to come in. I apologize, you know, because those that's where the rules get blurred. I'm in the kitchen, but I'm there to get a cup of coffee, say hi to my kids in the middle of my work day. So it does get blurry. And one of the things that I find goes over really well with both of my little gamer kids is that um, I say to them, look, I get it. I play video games too. And if I play too many video games, I can't do my work. So I have to shut my tablet off at night. And I will tell them about the mistakes I've made by staying up, you know, 12 o'clock playing Candy Crush because I'm on a roll and I've hit, you know, level 122. (laughs) And I'm all excited in the middle of my bedroom playing in the dark. Um, And I got to explain to them how I, I, it made it a mess for me the next day. So use your real life examples, Kathy. Well, you know how I love Brene Brown, all her writing, and I pull some quotes from her, and I'm having trouble picking the one, but because you mentioned boundaries, I'm going to share this one. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others, and I think that is such a great quote from Brene Brown for parents. We have we have to be so careful to set boundaries with our children, not for our own sake, even though it's crucial for us to do that ourselves, but we have to do it for their sake. So they'll see how that looks and why it matters and that they can do it too. It prepares them to be better adults. And, and I just want to say kids are so resilient. As you know, Sandra, that it's amazing how I didn't mess up my kids. <laughs> I thought I would for sure. They've turned out so great. So they, they can recover from a lot. And I'm just thankful to be here today. I'm so grateful you let me be a part of this conversation. I am too. And I want to thank HelloFresh for making this show possible and for making it possible for me to get my work done and my family stuff done all without losing my mind. We want to thank HelloFresh for $35 off your first week of deliveries. Go to HelloFresh.com, enter the promo code EATSTRONG. That's EATSTRONG. We'll be back again next week. 
more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio. Thank you.